Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash Am I the Butthole? If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. As I always say, it makes a huge difference to this channel. Commenting, liking, and being involved, it just makes a massive difference. It truly, truly does. So thank you for spending 20 minutes or so of your day with me. It means the absolute world. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from DizzyText873. Would I be the arsehole if I fire my husband's boss's 17-year-old daughter from my flower shop regardless of what my husband says? My husband and I have been married for eight years. He works in computer science at a large company. My grandparents opened a flower shop many years ago. It was handed down to my parents and now I run it. I hired Jessica as a favor to my husband's boss. To be honest, husband has really been ass-kissing lately as a much higher paying position is going to be opening up and he wants to get it. I know he's being considered, but he wants to know he has it in the bag. So after hearing his boss talk about his daughter needing a summer job, he jumped and said, we'd love to have her at the flower shop. I could use more part-time employees and he knew that, so I didn't mind that he offered it to her without telling me first. Well, it's pretty much been a disaster and she's been here for a month. Here's some of what I've dealt with honestly gave up on trying to get her off her damn phone. She only works three, maybe four days a week for a few hours, but you can bet she will call off late notice for one of those. She's careless, drops things or steps on them and then laughs it off thinking she's being cute. We don't have a uniform, just jeans and whatever t-shirt you can move around in. Jessica, I don't know why you think wearing a crop top to work is appropriate. Moves so slow. Other manager, a good friend of mine, can't stand her. Says I just need to get rid of her. I've told my husband I can't take it anymore. He insists she only needs to be hired through the summer and she will leave after. I guess she is a big daddy's girl and an angel in the eyes of my husband's boss. I've tried to talk to her, but nothing seems to work. Like I'd almost rather pay her not to come in if I have to pay her. And we'll start straight away with a Pearl May saying, not the asshole, but your husband sure is. He's a big boy. If he wants a promotion, he can get it on his own. And truthfully, this hurts his chances more than it helps. Enact a strict no cell phone policy and make the other employees obey it as a means to an end. If she misses shifts and is late, document it all and let her go and go back to your peaceful existence and find someone who wants to work in your shop. I wish I could have that summer job. And Love My Kitty says, just document things in her employee file. Schedule her for less shifts or have her do stuff that takes no effort or fire her, I don't know. Not the asshole anyway. Corinia says, not the asshole, but the repercussions from your husband's job could come anyway, even if you're in the right. The resolution here isn't really an ass, am I the asshole style thing. My suggestion would be to simply reduce her hours until it's pretty much nothing. That way, she isn't there and you aren't dealing with the repercussions of letting her go. Then after a couple of months, you thank her for a summer of service and let her go. Does she deserve any of that? Nope. 
V2Den says, not the arsehole, but I think it's better if you can get her to quit. One, have a no phone policy while working. Phone will be placed in a locked area or she can have it once the shift is over. Two, you break it, you pay it. Take it off her paycheck. Three, late, again, deduct pay from her paycheck. And Scouse Pete says not the arsehole, but think smart here. Cut her hours and only schedule her for shifts if she calls off. Business won't be affected. Keep her away from anything breakable. Once hubby gets the job, sayonara, Jessica. <laughs> and Ragdoll Seeker says you're the arsehole. I mean, you can technically do it, but it's not smart. This girl would be gone by the end of summer. Assume she has phone flick and dandelion and hire another employee. If your husband does not get the position after you fire her, he will resent you. His increase would be more than enough to compensate boss's daughter. You can ask from your husband extra favors. After all, you're doing a huge favor. This also lessen your resentment. Now, what are your thoughts on this one? What would you do in this position? It sounds like a tricky one. Let me know your thoughts and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from KeyAd9759. Am I the arsehole for making my parents choose between me and their financial advisor? When I, 22 female, started high school, my parents decided to hire a financial advisor, Chelsea. Soon after, my grandparents gifted me a car, and my parents were super weird about it. Every time I called a car, they would say, it's not your car, it's a car we provided you to drive. It's under our name, not yours. I ignored them and still called it my car. A while later, I come home to a random lady sitting in the kitchen. She goes, hi, I heard you believe the third car is your car. She then proceeds to pull out a folder with a bunch of paperwork. She goes, okay, well here's the insurance bill and all the other prices associated with the car. Since it's your car, I assumed you'll be responsible for these. My parents giggle behind her. I was kind of offended and confused as I had never seen this lady before and didn't appreciate her condescending tone. I later found out the lady was Chelsea. A few years later, my father lost his job. He was the breadwinner and I was about to graduate high school and attend college. This is when my parents became even more obsessed with Chelsea. I guess a few years prior, she advised them to start an emergency fund in case one of them lost their jobs. My parents constantly told me and my brother, four years younger than me, that without her advice, they would have lost everything. I left for college and things were hard. Before every year, they would say they could not co-sign my loans or help me return to school the following year, only to miraculously find a way a week before tuition was due, all thanks to Chelsea. She'd done quite a few other things as well. Right before my junior year of college, I told her I wanted to live off campus and get a second job. She told me, your parents can't afford for you to live off campus and you can't handle a second job. They can't even afford to send you back to school at all. She also gave my aunt horrendous advice when my grandfather died, so my aunt hates her too. But for some reason, my parents love her. She has access to all of their finances and they refuse to make any financial decision, no matter how small, without her there. A couple of weeks ago, we all went to family therapy. We talked to the therapist and I told her about Chelsea and how she told me I couldn't return to school. My parents go, we didn't tell her you couldn't go back. We would have never told her to tell you that. I got really angry saying, so she's a liar too. I then told him that I had it. It was either her or me. They became really upset and my mother started crying. My father goes, OP, you are our daughter and we love you, but she's done so much for us financially. It's not your decision who our advisor is. I told him I wasn't negotiating. So am I the arsehole? 
any advice is appreciated. Now, I wanted to read this one because it just felt so sketchy. It felt like some sort of cult thing going on. And I don't know why I'm thinking that, but the way she treated the daughter about the car, it just felt weird. It's very, it just feels like a really weird relationship. And I can't say you are the asshole in the situation because, you know, I think you need to protect your parents. There's so many different things going on, potential cons. I'm not saying, you know, Chelsea is conning them, but it, it does just feel too weird. But I don't have much experience with financial advisors, so I'm sure the comments are gonna clear up a few things here. So we'll dive straight down with a little red brick house saying, there's something super sketchy going on here. My parents have financial advisors, but none of them hang out at my parents' house or talk to me. Even though my parents want me to talk to them sometimes because I'm 46, executrix of their will. They don't tell my parents how to spend their money either. They just manage their savings. Info, does she work for a reputable company? Does she have an office? Does she have any kind of credentials or certifications? Does she have clients who aren't related to you? Have your parents been susceptible to scams in the past? OP does reply to this saying, this is my fear. Their relationship seems super unhealthy and I'm afraid she may be scamming them. I've been to her office before and I know she has other clients, but I don't know what company she works for or anything. I'm going to look into it. And Triscuit says, not the arsehole. I'm almost certain your parents are victims of a con. It is unusual for a financial advisor to be that close to one of their clients, unless they are in family office type situation, basically a private firm specifically set up to handle the finances of a single uber wealthy family. For people of modest means like your parents, it is basically unheard of. She likely saw their side in the car issue and calling you out as a way to ingratiate herself with your parents. By controlling their finances, she can hide funds from your parents only to discover them when needed for your tuition, etc. And to be the hero that saves the day. Further cementing her place in their lives and making them feel more dependent on her. My guess is she's slowly siphoning money off them, possibly by charging exorbitantly high fees, possibly by simply taking the money. Consider that having an emergency fund is pretty much personal finance 101, akin to don't spend more than you make. And yet your parents think of Chelsea as some sort of savior for giving them the basic advice. My guess is that they headed over to r slash personal finance. They would be able to figure out everything that Chelsea has done for them on their own for free. And OP replies again saying, that's the thing, I majored in finance and I'm pretty sure save your money for emergency use was taught within the first five minutes of freshman year. It would be one thing if she's given incredible advice, but unless I'm missing something here, which I definitely could be, most of this stuff could be found in a textbook. And Virtual Western 7713 says, not the asshole. My parents are financial advisors. This isn't normal behavior. And Epithetic says, not the asshole. This seems like a very unhealthy attachment your parents have formed. I think you need to start putting some distance between you and your parents and try to source funding for school and lodging on your own. Also, it is super fishy that a financial advisor wouldn't encourage them to open a college-specific savings for you. And Mandy Les says, Not the arsehole, having a financial advisor is a good idea. But your parents are really oddly enmeshed with this woman, to the point that she's almost making family decisions and getting way too involved in family dynamics. I hope they can figure out a way to get out of this, but definitely save yourself. And one more from FSBBEM saying, Chelsea is an arsehole for sure. But between you and your parents, sounds like no one's an arsehole here. Chelsea way overstepped with the car and college situation. Her role is to advise your parents on their asset allocation. That's it. Under no circumstances should she be weighing in on your ability to afford a gifted vehicle or your ability to handle a second job or move to a new home. 
Those responsibilities fall on your parents. They were wrong to involve Chelsea and Chelsea was super wrong to accept their invitation to get involved. In family therapy, ask the therapist to work with your parents on setting appropriate boundaries with Chelsea. It's not your place to name your parents' financial advisor, but it is your place to ask them to manage that relationship appropriately since they have not done so thus far. Good luck with school, OP. Now, as I said, I found that one interesting because of the, the relationship dynamic and it all just seems a bit unhealthy to me. But what are your thoughts on this one? What do you think's going on here? Let me know your thoughts and we'll move on to the next story. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And this next story is from Diacan72. Am I the asshole for defending myself against my boyfriend's family who made false assumptions about me for attending college? I, 20 female, have been seeing a guy, 20 male, for about four months. A few nights ago, I finally met his parents and older siblings at a dinner party in their family home. Things took a turn and now I'm unsure if I have a boyfriend or not. The college I go to is not an Ivy League, but is renowned as an Ivy League university would be. My boyfriend does not attend college and I don't really care about any of that. However, his family seemed to have a problem with me after I informed them of which university I attended. Introductions were okay and they asked me typical questions that you'd ask your child's SO. Then they asked me what job I worked and I told them I tutored teens but I'm a full-time student at university. His father said real men should work the streets, whatever that means, and that's why he never sent my boyfriend or his brothers to college. His mother said women should work at home. They proceeded to drop several comments about me that heavily implied that I only went to college because I had rich parents, which I don't. They were painting me as some privileged kid and his mother even said that I'd never know the struggles of being a working class black person in America. I was starting to get a little upset because they were treating me like a joke. They made false assumptions of me and my family, were trying to push their patriarchal viewpoints onto me and they disregarded that I work hard too. Because I was in their home, I kept my calm and I politely told them that my parents were not rich and I was paying for my college tuition through scholarships and aid which I had worked hard for. I told them that I respected them for being so content in life, but I wanted them to understand that not everyone believes in those specific gender roles and I was one of those people. The career I want to pursue in life, which will make me content, requires tertiary education and like them, I will also have to work hard for it. Degree or no degree, life has its challenges no matter which path you end up taking. They seemed taken back and quickly brushed it off. I hope I didn't come off as rude or pretentious because that wasn't the goal. I didn't want them thinking I was some spoiled kid, but I also didn't want them thinking of me as ill-mannered. 
The rest of the night was awkward and after dinner, they didn't even bother to see me out the door. My boyfriend, who had been relatively quiet through this ordeal, walked me out and apologized quietly. I went home and didn't bother texting him until the next day, but he didn't reply. He hasn't replied to me on anything and his friends won't either. Now I'm starting to reevaluate everything I said. I really like this boy and I, and I don't know what to do right now. There was obviously some miscommunication, but I want to clear it with him. Reddit, am I the asshole? <laughs> now, uh, I started to laugh straight away, but there was one line that I had to stop myself from laughing. It said like, real men work the streets. And I thought, it doesn't that mean like prostitution? <laughs> But really, I think OP handled it in the best possible way. They, they wasn't being disrespectful in any way and they were just putting their points of view across in the most respectful way they could and, and, you know, stood up for themselves. And I think that's the best way to be. You don't back down now in these situations because it will only get worse. Just because someone has a different belief doesn't mean you have to go along with it. And at the end with the, the boyfriend not texting back, I do sort of wonder, you know, is that a good thing that he's not texting you back and you're moving on? But this guy is 20 years old. This is an adult we're talking about here. And I know it can be difficult in family dynamics sometimes. So I do have like a slightest bit of empathy for him if he's trying to get out of, you know, he's been raised with these, these family views and he's trying to get away from them himself maybe. I don't know, it could be totally reaching there. So I may have a slight bit of empathy towards that but you done everything right in the situation to me. You was respectful, polite, and constructive about your views. And I think that's the perfect way to deal with things. So good on you. And let's move on to some comments to see what they say. And we'll start with the non-duality saying, not the asshole, you stood up for yourself politely. If you let them roll you over now, it will become more problematic down the line and just keep getting worse. Also, what are you supposed to say? Did they expect you're right, unprivileged and should drop out? <laughs> And Squishy Pine Tree says, OP, you need to think very hard about whether you want this relationship to continue. Not only did his family insult and belittle you, he did absolutely nothing while this happened. Not to mention completely ignoring you afterwards. And all because what exactly? You stood up for yourself. You work hard for your future. Is that someone you see yourself with? Not the arsehole. You dodged a major bullet. And Sway says, not the arsehole. Break up with this guy. No man is worth being talked to like this. His family will never respect you and he should have stood up for you and shut them down when they started on that crap. And Subaranian says, not the arsehole. Also, I wonder if his father knows that work in the streets is a euphemism for being a prostitute. I'm glad someone else said that. I thought I was going crazy there for a second. And Dazzling Chicken says, not the arsehole. They did you a favor. Keep your head up. Good luck. Proud of you. And one more from Chair Manka 93 saying, why would you be an arsehole for standing up for yourself? too true now what do you think of this one what would you have done in that situation if you was faced with it let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story and our next story comes from okay attitude 1567 am i the asshole if i expect my boyfriend to ask his sister to move her bachelorette party to a different weekend am i the asshole if my boyfriend's sister is getting married in november of 2022 her brother, my boyfriend, is in the wedding party as a groomsman. He told me last night that they're planning on having the bachelor slash bachelorette weekend on the same dates that one, my birthday falls in between, and two, we were planning on going away ourselves that week for a birthday slash late anniversary trip. He thinks it's fine and normal to plan that party for almost a year before, but I am hoping that maybe it isn't rude of me to want him to celebrate that day and time with me. The entire year has already been made about his sister, so I really would just like my birthday to not be about her. 
update. So to those who are saying that I can just change my birthday, no, it's not just that. We, me and the bride's brother, planned an anniversary trip for that singular week and my birthday happened to fall in the middle of it. We were planning on going out to dinner while away. Nothing big and this trip isn't centered on me, more so the anniversary. His sister and the parties haven't actually booked or scheduled anything. All we have heard was that they are now planning for that weekend. We are planning to use their family's timeshare for it, so it's not as easy to reschedule our trip. Also personally, just wanted him to be the arsehole and say something, if he was to at all. Last night, he also told me he doesn't want to go on that weekend, as it is, so I may be out of the woods. I know how I would have come off, and I understand she only gets married once, but we have also never been able to take a vacation together because of her taking them constantly and using the timeshare that we are finally able to use. And lastly, to that one comment saying, I would want the same respect. I don't want a large wedding like this, something far from it. I already am planning to be much less of a PIA, pain in the ass, because I've seen the stress and reactions of people that are blood with her, lol. Now, I was originally coming at this one from like a, a nobody's gonna be the asshole in this situation. I think we're OP, and this is all personal point of view. OP does creep into slightly asshole territory is where they're first, they're asking the brother to deal with it. Like you go and ask her to change the date. And secondly, for asking to change the date anyway. I mean, if you don't like it, just don't go or, or move your date to another day. I think it's just that simple for me. And I think that's what I would do in that situation. I think to me, a bachelorette or a stag do or whatever is would be a more important date for that couple i mean it's part of the whole wedding process and it's something that you know that they're only gonna get once in a lifetime hopefully and i think i would realize that's a very important day for them and i can just move my birthday celebrations or anniversary celebrations to another date should i have to no i don't have to but i could not go to the the stag do or bachelorette party too just that simple really for me and that's just the way i'm feeling about it so we'll read some comments to see what they say and walk to the brook says you're the arsehole just celebrate on a different weekend and fizzbang whiz says mild you're the arsehole it's fine to feel annoyed but it's presumptuous to ask that bigger group event to be changed because it's your birthday why would they change dates for someone who's not in the wedding party they've probably already done a lot of work to find a date that works for the schedules of everyone who is actually attending Pick a different weekend to celebrate your birthday with your boyfriend and don't make him annoy your future sister-in-law with this. His sister will, presumably, only get married once, so of course he wants to be there for the wedding stuff. If you ask for this, you'll come across as self-centered. And Jeepers Creepers 74 says, you're the arsehole. A bachelorette party requires more planning than a couple's birthday anniversary celebration. And most people only have one or two in their lifetime, whereas birthdays and anniversaries come around every year. You will look childish if you ask her to change these dates to accommodate your birthday. Part of adulthood is recognizing that your birthdays don't always get to be all about you. Work, family and social obligations often intervene and you need to be flexible with your birthday plans. Plan your trip on a different weekend and it can be all about you then. And one more from don't care at all 246 says you're the arsehole. Not everything is about you. If none of your actual plans have been booked or paid for, then you can plan for a different weekend slash week. No big deal. She's already made her plans from the sounds of it. You haven't made yours. And then OP said again, that they're not set in stone where they did make for that their plans sort of got further than the bachelorette party plans. But 
I think one of the big points there is, you know, when you're doing these bachelorettes, stag dudes, whatever, you're trying to accommodate multiple people. So you set a date and then everyone emails you say, yeah, that's a perfect date. Sure, there will be the, the odd people who says, no, I can't attend that date. And sometimes you have to sacrifice those people. Sometimes you can never always find a date for everyone that's involved and depending on the size of the bachelorette party, right? So yeah, I think you just need to choose you're going or not. That simple. But what do you guys think of this one? And what do you make of today's collection of stories? What are your verdicts if you choose to share them? Never any pressure though. Thank you so much for your support and spending 20 minutes or so with the channel today and getting involved. As I always say, it means the absolute world. Thank you so much for doing you. If you'd like to support the channel further, but again, again, you cheeky so-and-so, never any pressure to do so, but click that join button down below for YouTube or click the link in the description for Patreon and join it up there. Thank you so much for your love, your support and your time and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys, much love. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.